You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCCW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Trick or treat, Lone Star Radio listeners. This is Dick, the general manager, taking this quick moment to remind you that Lone Star Community Radio is looking to fill some of our talk show slots along with some of our DJ slots. We have a new show airing on the 10th Making Connections with Stacey Harris, which will air every second Tuesday of the month at 1 p.m. Make sure to check it out along with our other programs on Lone Star Community Radio. For more information on Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. And again, if you're interested in doing something with us, call the station, 936-647-3776. Thanks for checking out this recording, and I hope you guys enjoy. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is a Wednesday. It is 1 p.m. And you are listening to Jake from Sports Talk. I'm, I'm your host, Jake LaFleur, and I'm happy to have you in for another week and another episode of Jake from Sports Talk. As always, we broadcast live from the IR Lone Star Studios in downtown beautiful Conroe, Texas. You can listen to this show live every Wednesday from 1 p.m. to 2 on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. How you doing this morning, Dick? Or this afternoon, Dick? <sighs> oh, that good. That good. Doing good. <laughs> Excited about today's topics. Going to be listening in. Oh, yeah? Because yep. I have to. You have to. I enjoy it. Every Wednesday, folks, at 1 p.m. You know, you're the greatest dick I know. Yep. Well, as I said, thank you for joining in. Glad to have you in. Get involved with the show by, descri- by subscribing to the show's Facebook page and sending me a message there. Ask me questions. Tell me you love me or send me your arguments and tell me why you think I'm wrong. If you ever miss an episode or want to check out a past episode, you can catch up on all things Jake from Sports Talk on Google Play, iTunes, or YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe so that way you get notifications every time I do something amazing. And you can be the first to share it with your friends and family. You share everything I do, right? Yes. Everything. Constantly. You just love me so much. What are you going to do next week without me here? You're not going away. Well, not the show. Yeah, so. This great show will never leave. Yeah. If well, anything, it's going to improve because the time not spent makes me want to spend more time. So the time we do spend, the value goes up. Oh. Uh-huh. So there you go. Oh. Uh-huh. I'm going to cry. I love you, Dick. <laughs> or we should fight like the my du- or the ducks and the flyers do. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yes. If you guys get a chance to go see that Superman punch, that uh oh, what was his name? Um oh, I've got it written down right here. Oh gosh. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um the Baker of the Ducks and Gouda of the Flyers fought on I guess it was it wasn't last night. I thought it was last yeah, that's night. Yeah, that's why it was two days ago. It was two days ago. It was it was on Monday. So, but, um, no, it was one of the greatest, one of the best fights I've seen in a long time. It wasn't necessarily like a long rock'em, sock'em robot sort of fight, but it was just one of those classic, I'm going to knock the bleep out of you, and he did it. And, he, I mean, if you know what a Superman punch is, it's kind of like this, you know, full-body lunge at the uh, opponent. I, Yeah, I would say it's not like a f- well, full-on Superman. Okay. He, yeah, yeah, he, but- I think he did have one skate off the ground. I don't think both feet were off the ground. Try to do that on ice skates. Try to do a full Superman punch on ice skates. Well, they don't call it a Superman punch. Okay, a super mini punch? A he, mini, he just a punched the dude. Nah, because he, he, he got a launch into so, he the, got a, Well, the question is, if, he, if, if he didn't him. hit Gouda, where was his body going? Do you think he would have oh, fallen he, over? Yeah, he would have been down. So he went, for the, he went for all the bacon. I think he would have been, he would if he had not landed it, Okay. Counterbalancing his momentum, I think he would have been down face first on the on the ice, mm-hmm. and, and then Gouda would have been on top of him. Just and if you watch it closely, I think uh, he actually prevents Gouda from hitting his head on the ice. How so? He keep pulls him up before. He, oh well, yeah, because in the middle of the punch or before yeah. the punch is delivered, he like grabs the front of the jersey and almost I like think holds he wanted, him still, wanting to prevent himself from hitting his head. Because it's okay to hit somebody in the front of the face. 
But hitting your head on the ice, I mean, you just don't let a brother do that. You know, nope. that's why I love hockey. <laughs> it's great. I mean, there's I, some sportsmanship. I'll it. beat the snot out of you, but I promise you, you won't go home with a concussion. Yeah. <laughs> At least not from the ice. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was a, uh, if you get a chance to go check out that video, go check it out. It was, that was always, always great. So, all right, let's get started here. Uh, let's get down to business, nitty gritty stuff. I stole that from the morning show, the nitty gritty. I really like that. Uh, if you want to listen to Dick's morning talk show, Mornings with Lone Star, the nitty gritty talk block hour from 10 to 11. But uh, yeah, we got World Series baseball starting up last night, and we're going to talk about that in the second segment, along with the NFL's biggest struggle is not coming from a knee. The ratings issues aren't coming from a knee. The biggest struggle is... Well, you'll have to tune in in the third segment to find out. Ayo, teaser right there. That was beautiful, Jake. Wonderfully done. Uh, And then we're going to talk about something that a lot of people in this country struggle with. A lot of people. And uh, many of you have experience with that struggle. I have no experience with that struggle. But I'm still going to talk about that struggle as though I have experience with that struggle. And I'm going to tell you why I'm right. And that struggle is parenting. We're going to talk about parenting in the fourth segment. So stay tuned for that as well. But as always, let's get started like we do every week on this wonderful show with a week and a wrap here on Jake from Sports Talk. Get it out! Get it on! All right, let's go. Obviously, big news. Game one of the World Series started uh, World Series started last night. Game one, we had uh, Dodgers at home against the Astros. Great pitching matchup with Keiko on the mound for the Astros. And uh, Kershaw, which is not the uh, can't pitch in big game Kershaw anymore. Apparently, he's moved on from that, which is good for him. Uh, Keiko went six and two-thirds, gave up three runs, two home runs, uh, was one a solo shot and then a two-run shot. That was how the three runs got scored for them. And then Kershaw went uh, seven innings with 11 Ks and only gave up one run on a uh, Bregman homer in the uh, fourth inning. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more of that. We'll go into uh, full detail into that. And the upcoming series, who I think is going to win, everything like that coming up in the next segment. Uh, basketball news, Markel Fultz, poor Philadelphia 76ers. That team just can't stay healthy. I, I I don't know what it is about that team, about that organization. I think they're playing on on styrofoam courts or something. Every time you get, if you get drafted by them, and you're a rookie. I would just go ahead and put yourself on the injured reserve list right away. So, but their point guard Markel Fultz goes down. He'll mix, miss, miss the next three games with a shoulder injury. Nothing. Uh, he'll be reevaluated on Tuesday of next week. So nothing overly shocking. Nothing like standing out as far as uh, he's going to miss significant time. They're saying this injury is more of a, of a tweak and they're just preventative measures. They're putting him on the, uh, you know, to bring it over to baseball news, it'd be like putting him on the seven day DL list. So, but overall you got to look at the, uh, the sticking with the process 76ers and everything that they've done, they've built up over the last, I don't know, 10 years now. It seems like, uh, You've got Joel Embiid and you got Ben Simmons and, and Markel Fultz through the first few games was playing fine. He got injured in the third game, but he was playing fine as expected through the first two games. But the two big ones, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid have looked really good, really strong to start out the uh, the season here through three ga- or four games now. Um, and that was highlighted by Monday night's win over the Detroit Pistons with Simmons putting up his first career triple-double exciting for him. He's an LSU boy. Glad to see, you know, doing something in the NBA after sitting out a whole year last year. And then uh, Joel, I mean, putting up 30 strong, strong presence in the paint. He's your old school kind of big. And you don't see that, that, that trend where the NBA is going away from that, that traditional big man in the middle. And, and so to see, I, I hope he does well. Um, I hope he can, can kind of develop himself into a Marcus Saul or, um, or not even Marcus Hall. Actually, it would be better. It would be, uh, yeah, no, 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 Marcus Hall. Yeah, out of the out of the Gasol brothers, I think he's the better of the two. Yeah, Powell gets a lot of the love, but I think Mark is the more or the more modern age big. So hopefully he can bring himself into that. Also, 
Dick, did you see Steph Curry throwing his mouthpiece at the ref and then uh, Kevin Durant flicking off the opposing bench but saying he was just pointing at his ring? Did, is it all happened in one, like, one play? Oh, no, play? no. It was literally one play. Like, the Ooh, foul. I'll look it up. Yeah, look it up. It's good. The foul. Uh, so Curry was wanting a call essentially to go against the defense when he was driving to the hole. And he didn't get what he wanted. And instead, they called an offensive foul. And Curry was really upset about this. And so he takes his mouthpiece out that, you know, he constantly annoyingly chews on. And, and I, you know, I hope he never chokes on that thing. But slightly deep inside, I, I really don't like the fact that he chews on that like an annoying two-year-old brat. But he, you know, this is not the first time he's thrown that mouthpiece. He, he threw it in the game five of the playoffs two years ago uh, when, again, he didn't get his way. He got all frustrated, all mad, and got all pouty, and he throws that mouthpiece. Well, he threw the mouthpiece in the direction, according in his words, quotations right there, in the direction of the official. Um, but he was not throwing it at the official. He said, I've got better aim than that, meaning if he was throwing it at the official, he would have hit the official squarely in the face. And I, I do agree with that. I think it was more of an anger thing, and he was, like, just throwing the the mouthpiece. But then in response, kind of in, not in response, but in and defiant act going along and supporting his teammate, Kevin Durant is jogging down the court to the opposite end. And his middle finger, I mean, is just straight up in the air at the opposing bench. And he was, you know, you know, saying that he was pointing at his rings and his, his, his new championship ring that he, you know, selfishly left OKC to go get because, you know, that old adage, right? If you can't beat him, join him. Well, yeah, Kevin Durant took that to the ultimate max level and joined them and got his ring. And so he was showing off that pretty new ring to the opposing bench with the middle finger sticking up. Uh, funny, though, Durant did not get a fine for that, but Curry got a fine for his action. So I think it just had something to do with the actual official. So, but I, you know, it, it's a funny situation. When you've got the 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 Warriors and and they're you look at their their kind of game plan for the entire year and how or for the entire you know since the last three years with, since this group's been together, it's been Draymond Green who's been the the crotch kicker and the you know the troublemaker and all that good stuff. To see these two acting out, it's it's like it's like watching the your good kids just be influenced by that one bad kid and just starting to act up. And it's like, oh no, I hope I don't end up with three devils. Uh, we're, we're heading down that way. And I think, I think these guys just know how good they really are as a unit. And so they, they don't like when things don't go their way. And, and, and by all in, in defense of Curry, and I don't defend Curry very often because I really don't like him personally, but in defense of Curry, I've got to say it was not an offensive foul. If anything, it was a no call. Um, but still, I mean, and I myself have a rough past with referees and officials and keeping my mouth shut and not telling them exactly what I think or feel about how stupid they are. But, uh, <laughs> so I guess I relate to Curry in that fashion, but still, I mean, you're at the professional level, you're, you're paid to be an adult essentially and not act like a, uh, over pompous, overconfident 17 year old high school player, which, you know, we all were at one point in time and we may have told an official or two that we didn't care for them. And, uh, yeah. If there's any officials out there that I've offended in my past, I really am sorry. <laughs> I really am. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, let's talk about hockey stuff. So we already talked about the awesome fight. If you get a chance, go check out the Superman punch. I think it was a Superman punch. Dick's calling it a mini, a mini Superman, a, a, a tiny Superman. But it was still a Superman. One skate at least left the ice. So I'm calling it a Superman. But uh, Nikola uh, Kucherov for the Lightning had just got his 11th goal of the season. And the Lightning are just on this unbelievable tear. But Kucherov got the 11th goal, takes the lead for most goals in this young season. I mean, I know it's very new, um, but it's a reason to bring up hockey. And it's a reason to talk about the Lightning. Lightning are, I mean, they beat Pittsburgh Saturday night 7-1. to one. I mean, this team looks really good starting out this year. And they're going to be the one that gives Pittsburgh, I think, the run for their money here as the season goes on and continues. And, and I, like I said, we're in a very young season and there's still a lot of teams kind of figuring themselves out. we got a lot of young stars in this league that, you know, haven't, haven't gotten off to a hot start in 2017. Uh, but I think once the calendar turns, and I think once we hit 2018, I think you're going to see a lot of these young kids get going. And I think we're, you look at the future of hockey over the next five years, six years, it's going to be a, 
we got an exciting future ahead of us, no, Dick? What do you, what do you think about the future? He, he's shaking his head. He doesn't want to go on the mic. He's being lazy. His tummy's upset, I think. I think he's got a little tummy ache. We'll have to get him some Pepto. Upset stomach diarrhea. <laughs> All right, uh, golf making some news here. Uh, we can't believe golf is getting in here. And we're out of the PGA season, but in golf news, Pebble Beach, the famous course, Pebble Beach, I would love to play it. I would, you know, give anything to do that. That would be really awesome, but they're going to host their first ever. It's first ever, not the first ever U.S. National or U.S. Open, Women's Open, sorry, U.S. Women's Open, but it's first ever U.S. Women's Open in 2023. Uh, it's exciting news that we're seeing the ladies side of things get to be a little more relevant, I think, in, in the golf world. And I, I know from a youth side of it, um, a lot of women are starting to play it in the high school level. I think they're they're finding it a fun, competitive way to do it. I, I worked at a country club for a little while, and the amount of uh, high school and junior high women, young ladies, playing golf was uh, as much as, or if not more so than the, you know, young men's side of things. So um, I hope the the women's side of that sport keeps to grow, you know, as far as the U S side goes. And I hope we see a similar trend that will, to what we're seeing in the women's soccer realm. And, you know, that, that side of the sport becomes a very dominant side, especially on the world rankings and the world view. So and then also, uh, <laughs> Tiger Woods is back in the headlines, ladies and gentlemen. And no, he didn't get another DWI. He, he's not, you know, frying up something or doing anything wrong or popping any pills. But he uh, did tweet out a uh, shot of him, a video of him hitting a long iron. He had a really great shot, and it was, you know, impressive to see, I guess. But Tiger, man, bud, pal. From a bro to a bro, <laughs> you need to just walk away. You need to stop trying to play golf. You should never pick up a club again unless you're, you know, just going out with some friends and, and hitting a casual 18 as you chug 18. So, you know, outside of that, from a professional side of things, don't try to keep this comeback. Announce the retirement. End it. Save us all the agony of ever having to talk about you in the greatest of the greats sort of situation. You were great. And probably one of the best to ever play the, the sport when you were on the peak and the pinnacle of your career. But outside that time frame, man, you've been you've been living a questionable life. And I'm not gonna judge you on the questionable life that you live. More power to you. You took the money you had and you had some fun with it. Good for you. But just walk away from the sport. I'm tired of having to talk about Tiger coming back. I don't want to ever have to talk about Tiger coming back again. It's not a a, a, a a reasonable thing to to even consider maybe if you go on the seniors tour but outside of that ah tiger need tiger you need to hang it up but you need to hang it up speaking of hanging it up carson palmer should probably hang it up too uh broke his uh left arm on sunday and lost to the rams he'll miss the next eight weeks fun quarterback to watch when he was good hard quarterback to watch when he was bad but he's old um, him and Bruce Arians probably end up going down in a dumpster fire there together with that old squad. Unless Bruce, unless Bruce can get some um, some youth into that program, I, I think uh, I think you're going to see. I don't want to say a full rebuild, but you're going to see some shifting of of power in that uh, organization over the the off season and over the course of the next, you know, basically six months. So a shift in power, a shift in control. Hopefully, we see that in the. Astros game two game tonight and we see the Astros bats get back on fire and we're going to go into uh, our first commercial break but when we come back we're going to talk about the idea of what the Astros need to do in game two and moving forward to ultimately secure that win you are listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio 104.5 106.1 worldwide on IRLoneStar.com we'll be right back our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776.
Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Welcome back to Jacob Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio. Uh, we were talking about Tiger off the air between Dick and I, and and, and Dick, Dick was like, "Oh, well, you might as well, you might as well just join the seniors tour." And I was like, "Man, I really, I, I don't think he could even win on the seniors tour. I, I don't even think he could finish in the top ten throughout a season on the seniors tour." And uh, Dick goes, "Well, yeah, maybe he should, uh, you know, go join the uh, the putt putt league, the professional putt putt league." And I think, I think, I think Tiger could do well at the putt putt league. He's always had a, a pretty decent putter, but that also brings up the ongoing. Uh, I, I don't know if it's battle or we, we're, we're starting up. We're going to do a uh, Montgomery County putt-putt tour. And it's going to consist of uh, one of the hosts that we have on with the morning show. His name's Skippy and then Dick and myself. And and there's... I think he can't play golf. Is that why we decided putt-putt? Well, that's why we decided putt-putt. He, he's never swung... Well, he, he swung a golf club once in his life and he said he, he did terrible. But he said he's really good at putt-putt. He okay. said that he would beat us at putt-putt. And okay. so Dick and I were both like, yeah, no, Skippy, you're not beating us at putt-putt. And, uh, yeah, there's some pretty cool putt-putt places out there. Dick and I got to go check one out. It's called uh, Longview Greens Miniature Golf, and it's out by uh, – it's out in actual Montgomery. And uh, if you guys – if you live in the, you know, north side of Houston, you get a chance to go up there, that's a really, really cool Texas-themed, challenging putt-putt golf uh, course. And, you know, I, I – Dick, Dick beat me that day, but it wasn't by a whole lot, and I, I wasn't it on was, my egg. It was by a good amount. It wasn't by a whole lot. It wasn't a Superman punch, but it was equivalent <laughs> it was to the one th- on the mini Superman, Superman punch. punch. I wasn't on my A game. Your girlfriend was there, you know, chat me up, and I was distracted. So well, she did exactly what her role was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, she, she, uh, yeah, she played me well. So yeah, it was not fun, but. Uh, yeah, no, I, we'll keep you updated. We'll keep you posted with that, and um, you know, maybe we'll we'll create some way you guys can follow along on uh, on my uh, Facebook page, and we can uh, y'all, y'all can play along with us, or or heck, maybe y'all can come out and join us or whatever. We'll we'll make a maybe a night event out of it or something. Do Jake from Sports Talk out at one of these uh, pop up places. So we'll have to we'll have to play around with that. But all right, like I see, like I teased before we went to uh, break, we are going to talk about the Astros now. Before we get into anything here, my my team, as most of y'all know, is the Red Sox. I grew up in the greater Houston area, but my family, you know, history past comes from, you know, the Massachusetts area, and that's the reason why I'm a Red Sox fan. But uh, I've lived in Houston since I was four years old. I am a supporter of the Astros. It was great when the Red Sox were in the American League and the Astros were in the National League because I had an AL and an NL team. Now that they're both there... I still support the Astros, but I say that if they ever play the Red Sox, I'm first love. So going to go with the Red Sox. So with that said, I am an Astro supporter. I hope that they win this World Series. I have them losing to the Dodgers. And originally, I think on Monday, I said it was going to be in six games. I'm kind of changing my mind and seeing how the pitching rotation is going for the Dodgers. I think the Astros can push it to seven. I think the Astros can push it to seven. The key game is going to be tonight's game. Tonight's game will be the key game. If they can get a win tonight on the road, and tonight's game on the road will be the best chance to get a win on the road. Just looking at the pitching matchup that we got going tonight, tonight will be the one that we got a chance to actually win one on the road. Now, if they win one on the road, that'll change the entire series. That'll change everything about it. And I think the Astros have a significant favorite to win the, the World Series at that point. Because that they come home for the next three games and how well they've played, they're 6-0 they're at home on the road this playoffs. So I, I've got to believe that they're going to win every game here in Houston, no matter what. But 
how bad they've looked on the road, especially in these last, they've only got one win on the road. And that was to a, a Red Sox team that, that was so up, up and down all year long. And, and the Astros have been great on the road throughout the regular season, but unfortunately it has not carried over in the playoffs. And historically, there's not really a, a, a home favorite, a home field advantage in, in the MLB playoffs. But this year, I think it's like 58 and 11, the home team. In favor of the home team. They just have such a, a strong advantage this year. And so I, I think that's what's going to play the ultimate factor. And that's why if the roles were reversed, if Astros had four home games, if they had the home field advantage, they'd have the World Series. I think that's the only thing it comes down to. Last night, looking at last night's game, Dallas Keuchel, you could not ask for a better performance out of Dallas Keuchel. He had two mistakes, two mistakes, and those two mistakes cost him. It was a home run, first pitch of the game. I was texting with some buddies, and I said, hey, no no big deal. Get it out of the way. Shake off the nerves. Welcome to the World Series. Get it out of the way early. No big deal. He pitched wonderful out of the, after that. He was in the zone on a very hot night in Southern California. Pitched wonderful. Wonderful game. But when you look at it and you go at it from a, from a you know, outsider's view, having to go against Kershaw, you have to be perfect. And unfortunately, and even Kershaw, Kershaw wasn't perfect. He had, he had some mistakes that the Astros just didn't capitalize on with the, on the offensive side, outside of Bregman's one home run, the other, I don't know, probably six mistakes, seven mistakes that Kershaw pitched, the Astros didn't take advantage of. And to be honest, neither did the Dodgers offense, Uh, the bats of the Dodgers who've been, you know, very hot in this playoffs. I mean, Puig went 0 for 4 yesterday. So, you know, it, it wasn't that they weren't capitalizing on the mistakes either. I think everybody was looking at that and, and it was kind of the, that first game jitters, you know, sort of situation and the bats just weren't quite there for either of those teams. But Turner with the two run shot and he's been the difference for him all playoffs long. If you silence his bat, you have a chance against him. But it's going to take perfection when you're pitching against Kershaw. And so that's why I want to propose the idea of reevaluating and relooking at the entire situation from a manager's position. Why would I throw Keiko in last night's game? Why not put out McHughes, Peacock, McCullers, somebody that, Hey, look, if they lose the game, that's okay. We're not, we're not banking on them for a win. All right. It, it, we, we would hope the best for it. And, and I, I mean, look at how Peacock pitched out of the bullpen. Lance has been on fire throughout these playoffs. He's pitched well. Why not throw him and say, do the best you can. Give us a chance to win. That's all we want against Kershaw. But you're not going to go into it expecting to beat Kershaw. You can't. I mean, if you look at how well he's pitched his entire play. And I guarantee you tonight, and, and I guarantee you tonight, look at how the Dodgers are, are, are matching up against um, um, oh my gosh, Verlander. Look how the Dodgers are matching up. They're not throwing you, Darwish. You want to know why? Because they don't think that they can beat Verlander with how well he's pitching this offseason. I don't know that for a fact, but the way I'm viewing it and the way I'm saying, hey, look, they're probably thinking they can't beat, they can't beat Verlander. Not, not with how well he's been pitching. And so therefore, we're not going to pitch you, Darwish. And we're going to have you, Darwish, go in game three, even though he's been their number two pitcher in the playoffs, they're going to have him go game three. So that way they don't have to, they're not expecting to win it. So why would they pitch their, their number two pitcher against what is probably our number one pitcher? So that's all I'm saying. So maybe Hinch reevaluates the situation and says, yeah, Hey, look, we're going to throw Lance McCullers in game one. If he gives us a great game and we win it. Awesome. Awesome. But if he doesn't, Oh, well, Guess who we got going night two? Keiko. Guess who we got going night three? Verlander. Now we're up two to one. We get we we get a road win there. So that that's my point. I I I understand that you want to have the availability of game seven for whoever's pitching game three, and and that limits it. But if you look at the rotation and how everything works, if Keiko pitches game two, he can still go game five. If Verlander pitches game three, he can still go game seven or six. 
And same with, same with Keiko. He can still go game six or five or seven. It doesn't matter. Wherever you want to put him in those last three games with the rest and how everything works, if Keiko, whoever pitches game two will be available for game five, available for game six. Same with game three. Whoever pitches game three will be available for six and seven. So I, I, I'm not questioning what Hinch did. Keiko pitched wonderful. It wasn't a bad idea necessarily, but I don't want to say that you necessarily have to wave the white flag against Kershaw because you've got other you've got other good pitching options pitching options that have been there for you all year long that have been so reliable all year long that you could have thrown and given your te- your your team a fighting chance against Kershaw but you don't necessarily throw out your number 1 and you let you let Kershaw have the easier path to a victory so that way you have an easier path to a victory in game 2 and game 3 and potentially even game 4 because you got to look at it when you Darvish goes and pitches against another reason why they may not be pitching you tonight is because Astros have experience against them and Astros hit Darvish very well. And so, Hey, look, we'll give them, we'll, we'll throw them out to slaughter, not to slaughter necessarily. It's kind of a harsh way to put it, but we'll throw them out to slaughter in game three and Astros are going to be at home. They play really well at home. If we lose that game, it's okay. It's not something that we were necessarily expecting to win but we don't want to throw him against Verlander in game two. So that way we've got a fighting chance in game three. It's a finicky sport and it's a finicky way to play it all. But man, I, 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 in my personal opinion, I'm throwing McCullers in game one and I'm doing Verlander in two, Keiko in three. That's, that's my, my, that's my first three game order. And then we, we re- reevaluate at that point and we, we go from there. So there we go. That's my spiel on the, on the managing uh, abilities of AJ Hinch and the World Series, like I said, I got I got Dodgers in seven. So, and hey guys, if comes out Astros win this, and you want to go pull up the archived version of this and shove it in my face, I'll tell you what, you can go get that archived version from iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. Just search Jake from Sports Talk, and you'll find it. Look up the date. 1025. Call me out on it, all right? Keep me honest. Keep me straight. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. But you're listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on 104.5, 106.1, worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. We are going to talk about some football when we come back and the biggest threat to the NFL and the ratings. And I little sneak. It's not a knee. We'll be back. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Welcome back to Jake from Sports Talk. Glad to have you guys in on another beautiful Wednesday. It is gorgeous outside here in Texas. If you are living elsewhere and you're, you know, you're you're going through not such beautiful weather, I feel sorry for you. If you're going through some cold, cold stuff up north, man, come down, come defrost down here. Our winters are great. We never get below 32. It's wonderful. And even our 32 doesn't even feel like 32. It's nice. It's not a lot of wind to go with it. The humidity keeps it a little warmer, at least feeling wise. So. Yeah, come join us. It's beautiful. What, what's what's the high today? Like 82? Not, even that? Maybe 80? Oh, it's great. I want to go golf. Oh, I tried out the indoor golf place. Did I tell you about it? I haven't told you about it? Oh, man. Um, little shout out. There, there's this place called Swing Zone in Tomball, Texas. And it's about oh, 20 minutes away from the studio. And uh, and it's it's going down towards Houston. If you don't know where Tomball is, it's off of Kirkendall in 99. But... Um, it, they they 
they brought the Korean and Japanese uh, style indoor golf. There's a lot of a lack of real estate over there in the Asian countries and those small Asian countries. And so the, the big thing is they build these indoor golf courses and it's all simulated golf and, and you, you hit into a screen and, and it sounds really odd. Like, you know, how did, there's no way it can be like real golf and it's not, it, it by no means does it actually ever replace the real thing, but it was pretty close between the floor moving and adjusting. Yeah. The floor moves. So like they got it on this hydraulic system. So if your ball is in an uphill lie, it, the floor adjusts to where you're standing in an uphill lie and you have to hit it as though you're, you know, hitting from an uphill lie. They do, they bring it as close as they possibly can. The putting could use some work. It was not the best putting simulation because it was so hard to get the feel down for it. But it was really cool. It was a cool place. It would be a good place to go and do like a, you know, guys night out sort of situation. They got some TVs. You can watch, watch the game, drink some beer, you know. And the, their menu price was actually, and their beer prices were actually really good too, competitive. So it was a cool place, worth, worth checking out. But all right, let's get on to NFL talk. We got to make this a quick one. I went really long in that first segment. So the next two segments going to be pretty short, and that's fine. We don't got too, too much, to, too many important things to talk about at least. But the NFL is seeing some ratings issues. And we look at like last night's World Series game, got a 10.2 in television ratings, which is down from last year's, I think 15.6 was the average over the entirety of the seven games uh, from last year's World Series. But last year was kind of an, an, an was kind of, an anomaly due to the fact that the Cubs and the Indians, both who have never or had a long streak of, you know, no championships and the Cubs have a huge fan base. The Indians have a you know strong fan base and everything like that. So that was a little bit of an anomaly and everybody, even in the country was kind of following it and everything like that. So this year's numbers are going to be more like what we've seen from, you know, 2015 back to like 2012 which is average right around 10.2, 10.5, right around that range, which is a good rating for the anything in the in, in the double digits is good for for baseball purposes. Uh, at, you look at like an average Astros game on Roots Sports Network, uh, which I think is now AT&T, they pull in probably like a 2.3 during the regular season for games. And so, you know, 10.2 is really good. Um, but you look at the NFL, the NFL probably on average brings in around and, and I, I'm, I've looked up numbers, but I don't know the average of what they brought in over the entirety of regular season games for like the last six years. But based on the numbers I saw, it was everything was around a, a six to eight. And that's pretty average. The Super Bowl brings in like 18, 19s. You know, uh, I think the lowest one was to what the, it was three years ago. And it was it was like a 14 point something. And that was kind of like, oh, my God, the NFL is going to die. And it, it, it kind of is. And so we're seeing these ratings go from a six to eight average, you know, six to eight average down to probably, a, you know, what I've seen so far this year, probably a five to seven. So we're about a total of a point down, which isn't, you know, like, oh, well, one point, that's not a whole lot. It's quite a bit. Uh, to drop a whole point is is huge, you know, and, and, and this is averaging out over, you know, watching the Jets and Browns game as well. Like that that's bringing the average down because that was at a three, you know, whatever. But the problem is not necessarily that we're seeing, and I know everybody wants to say, oh, it's the kneeling. Oh, it's the kneeling. Oh, it's the knee. I, I don't, that may, that may have something to do with it. In your ultra conservative environments and locations like the Houston, Texas area, as a very strong, in the greater metropolitan area, a very strong Republican, um, you know, demographic. And so you're seeing portions of that bring down the ratings. But I think the biggest problem, the biggest problem is that everybody is starting to devote their Saturdays to football rather than their Sundays. The product that they're seeing on the field on Sunday is lessened, is, is much worse than what we're used to. It's not a very good product that's being placed on the field. And in turn, on Saturdays, we're seeing exciting games like Notre Dame, USC, Michigan, Penn State. And now you're like, Jake, hey, man, those two games were terrible. They were blowouts. But they weren't terrible. Yeah, they, they may have not been competitive. But to watch Penn State and how dominant they looked against against Michigan, against a hardball defense where, yeah, the Michigan offense has been getting creamed all year because they're not very good. But the Michigan defense is, is good. 
that's a good run stopping defense. And yet Penn state ran all of the first play or the, the third rush of the game. I mean, he went for 62 yards, I think for a touchdown. That's, that it's been it was exciting football to see the Irish back in their dominant ways of of old uh, look like Lou back out there coaching that team. I mean that was that was a fun game to watch. It was it was great to see the dominance of those teams. It was awesome to see how dominant Georgia was, how how consistent Alabama is. You know even even the Mark Rick of Miami and and hey is this the really the team of destiny? Are they really going to pull out and eke out these wins week in and week out? There's storylines. There's things that draw you to these, to these games and make you want to watch. And and even down to the the pregame show with with um, Lee Corso throwing on helmets and saying swear words on the air. Like that's the greatest thing about that that show. You know, that old man is awesome. And so all this is is drawing in the fans of of football, and the, and a lot of these fans are consuming so much football on Saturdays. That when it comes down to Sunday, they don't necessarily want to sit and spend a whole Sunday watching this, you know, kind of depleted version of the NFL. This this deflated football of football, if that makes any sense. I was trying to be funny there. I, I tried to make a deflate gate pun in there, and it just didn't work very well. I'm sorry, listeners, but <laughs> but um, you get my point. Like I I, I don't I, I don't think the product that we're seeing. I think is just as much of a factor as the kneeling is. And the fact that people don't want to watch, you know, the garbage that they're seeing on Sunday and rather would watch, you know, the, the excitement and, and by no means is, is the college level a, a better version of football than the NFL version. But it, it's, it's normally what it is. Normally what it is is that you get the amateur peer passion of football on Sunday and the professional just, precision, awesomely sculpted football on Sunday from the NFL. And we're not getting that. And that's the problem. So we're not getting our full fix of football. And therefore, I think people are churning and sticking with, hey, we know what we love, and that's that passion on Sun- or on Saturday. But we're not getting the, the perfection on Sunday. And so we're not going to watch that perfection. And then in addition, to throw on top of it, we got this whole kneeling and, and the politics that come into it. It's, it's making people sick and disgusted of the NFL, but you can't just sit back and say, Jerry Jones, case in point, Jerry Jones came out and said, this kneeling is, is the, the sole factor of why our, our ratings are hurting. And I disagree completely. So I'm getting the wrap up here. We got to go to a break and we're going to come back and I'm going to give you some parenting life skills. Stay tuned to 104.5, 106.1, worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. You're listening to Jake from Sports Talk. Woo! Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Welcome back to Jake from Sports Talk. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on IRLoneStar.com. Uh, and on 104. Oh, that was a quick out on the music there. Boom, boom, boom. And uh, yeah, 104.5, 106.1. Uh, don't forget to like the show's Facebook page, uh, Jake from Sports Talk. Subscribe and follow all the uh, other social media outlets as well. Um, check out the podcast version on Google Play and iTunes and the video replay version on YouTube. Just search Jake from Sports Talk. 
uh, as well as watch channel our, our city TV channel 12 on sudden link. If you have another provider and you get the channel, I do not know the channel. I apologize. Ask your local provider. They can probably give you a better answer of what our city TV is for your cable box. Um, anything else on that line on the, no, I think that's everything. Yeah. I got to keep the boss happy, especially on a day where he's not feeling well. And he's very, very cranky this day and today. He's trying to get some plans together for the weekend and it's just not working out and he's taking it out on me. So he, uh, he beats me, but it's okay. It's okay. I still love him. Uh, all right. Let's get into our last topic. As I said, he's shaking his head at me. He loves me and he knows it. As I said, uh, I'm going to give you some advice on parenting. And up at the beginning of the show, I said, oh, well, you know, I'm going to tell you, you know, I'm going to tell you something that you, with conviction, that I have no experience in. But at the same time, even though many of you have experience and are, are probably going through this struggle right now, you guys have kids. I'm, I'm assuming most of you have kids. If you do not have a child, then you probably won't you're in the same boat as me then and and our mindsets are probably different for those who don't have kids the mindset on this story is going to be probably drastically different than the mindset of somebody who has a child and we're seeing these i think we're kind of seeing that that play out with a lot of these sports analysts that are talking about this specific story with the ball family lonzo ball plays for the lakers uh they're four games in he actually plays the game five tonight against the Wizards and John Wall and everything like that. Well, the storyline going on beyond, behind that is the impact of LeVar Ball and everything his father has done for him, uh, whether positive or negative, is the discussion. LeVar Ball has built this empire for his children, not just Lonzo, who is currently in the NBA in his rookie season, He's having a, a fine start. Not, nothing special, but nothing terrible either. Also, he's got two sons. He just pulled out of school so he can homeschool them and train them and teach them himself, making sure that their full time and dedication is spent on school and basketball. Those are his words, not mine. Um, I think he personally, I believe he's going to focus more on the basketball side of things rather than the school side of things. But hey, if he wants to, you know, speak, speech even wants to speak out about the fact that hey this is not just for the basketball purposes but also for the schooling purposes and making sure that his time that their his children's time is rightly dedicated and devoted to certain areas that they need to be focused on he's building these empires for them as well he's getting them scholarships to ucla he's promoting them and putting them in the right locations in the right with the right trainers with the right scouts making sure that the topics of conversation is his children and that people in schools and, and scouts and NBA execs are talking about his children. Now, the sports media world brings it on into a LeVar Ball topic, and it's LeVar Ball before Lonzo Ball or the two other children as well. And a lot of these, you know, media personalities, sports personalities, believe that LeVar Ball is creating this dangerous environment for his child in the NBA. Bradley Bill, night one against Lonzo Ball, went out and just destroyed him on the floor. Kept him to, you know, minimal points, minimal stats all around. And after the game, he was asked, you know, what was going on tonight? Like, you just, I mean, Beal looked like a freak on that floor, you know, like we've never seen Bradley Beal play. And he said, look, I'm, I was going against Lonzo Ball, and I, I wanted to make sure that he knew this was the NBA and not the, Lon the, the Lonzo Ball League. And I wanted to make it evident and clear right away that, you know, he, he hasn't done anything. And as long as I'm facing him, I'm going to make sure that, you know, he doesn't do anything. And this broke out as a huge story because, oh, you know, this is all of our balls doing. You know, he's, he's put a target on his child's back, and, and now the entire league's going to gun for him. And you've had other players come out and say, you know, I got nothing personally against Lonzo, but I'm going to make sure that, you know, he doesn't beat me. You know, that sort of situation. And everybody's criticizing the fact that, you know, this is just bad parenting, and, and he, he put too much, 
you know, spotlight on his child. And in LeVar's ball, before I give my opinion, LeVar Ball's response to all of this criticism and to all this is, look, I've put my child into a situation where, and through situations as he grew up, where it was, you're either going to be the best of the best or you're going to get run out of that league. Facing this type of competition night in and night out with guys trying their hardest and their very best against you, you're going to do one of two things. You're either going to crumble and be chewed out of the league or you're going to get better from it and rise to become a truly great player like he thinks his son can become. And I kind of agree with this. I, I agree with this situation. And I, I have, um, again, I have no children. And so I have no real parenting skills or background to speak of. But if I want my child to be the best of the best at something, I'm going to push them to be the best of the best. Now, I would probably personally go about it differently than, than the way the LeVar has gone about it. But nonetheless, I'm still going to push my child to be the best of the best. My parents pushed me to do whatever I wanted to do, but do it at, a, at my fullest, at, my, at the best of my abilities. And because of that, I was, I was a successful athlete at the level at which I could succeed at. Now, I was never going to be successful at the college level because I'm not built for that. But I am, I am the little man over here. So I, I was built, or I, I, I was pushed to do the best that I could as long as I was playing. And my parents never were the, the mouthpiece for my success, but that's also partially because I was my own mouthpiece. <laughs> um, and, and so I, I, I can't say that, that I disapprove of, of what he's doing. And, and I don't think that these radio personalities, these, these Michael Wilbons, these, you know, I'm blanking on all the names that have, have you know, Colin Cowherd, everybody. I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's from ESPN or Fox or, or Sirius XM. They're all talking about how, 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 how much of a terrible parent LeVar Ball is. And I, I don't think anybody has the right to really say that. When his kids have come out and said, that's just dad being dad and we love dad, if they truly, if they, I mean, and it sounds legitimate, if they truly love their dad and they don't really mind what he does, they don't mind him being the vocal piece for them and their future and their career, then that's fine. And it's, and it's not Jeannie Buss's, you know, or, or Magic Johnson's place to, to tell LeVar to, to shut up. It's, it's not. If anybody's going to tell him, it's not going to be a media personality. No, it, it's going to be Lonzo. Lonzo has to be the one to stand up and say, hey, dad, shut the bleep up, man. I don't want you talking about this anymore. So, all right, we, uh, we're getting wrapped up here. And I was getting on my little soapbox. And, and, you know, if you got a child out there or if you are a child, tell your parent or tell your child that you love them. Give them a hug and a kiss and, and tell them that they should listen to Jake from Sports Talk. We'll be back next Wednesday, as always, from 1 to 2 p.m. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope to see you back. And don't forget, if you want to re-listen to this, share this, or, you know, if you, you, you want to just constantly put it on a loop, listen to Jake from Sports Talk on YouTube, Google Play, and iTunes. All right, guys, we'll see you next Wednesday. Later! Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respected video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936 647 3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.